Hi there, everyone, and thanks for coming back. We're on Lesson 154, I Am Among the Ministers of God. So today, we'll be neither arrogant about this nor falsely humble. We're just going beyond all that foolishness. We can't judge ourselves, nor need we do so. Those are just attempts to hold decision off. Remember how much it says we must make a decision for our own holiness. And it delays commitment to our function. It's not our part to judge our worth, nor can we know what role is best for us, what we can do within a larger plan that we cannot see in its entirety. You see, if we don't know the big plan, how do we know the details we would need to fill in? We don't have any idea how things will unfold. <laughs> Our part is cast in heaven, not in hell, not in separation. That means reality, not hallucinations, which is just nothing at all. And what we think is weakness can be strength. And what we believe to be our strength is often arrogance, since obviously everything here is opposite to the truth. So whatever your appointed role may be, it was, and I would rather say is, present tense, because right now is when we're experiencing this, selected by the voice for God, another term for Holy Spirit, that mediating function within our minds that knows how to translate nonverbal experience to something that our intellects can somewhat grasp. It's our intuition. So seeing your strengths exactly as they are and equally aware of where they can be best applied for what to whom and when, he, capital H, he, that inner sense, chooses and accepts your part for you. Now, he doesn't work without your consent, but he's not deceived in what you are and listens only to that voice of truth or holiness or reality in you. It is through his ability to hear one voice. In other words, he's not confused by all the ego noise that you become aware at last there's just one voice in you. In other words, now there's the story of me versus my intuition. But now we're going to unify with just one voice. And that one voice appoints your function and relays it to you. Then gives you the strength to understand it, do what it entails, and guarantees that you will succeed in everything you do related to it. Well, that's a lot. God has joined his son in this. Creator and creation come together, and thus we, creation, become the messenger of unity with him. It is this joining through the voice for God, through the Holy Spirit, through the intuition of Father and Son that sets apart salvation from the world. It is this voice that speaks of laws the world does not obey, doesn't know anything about, would think is crazy, and promises salvation from all sin with guilt abolished in the mind that God created sinless. So now this mind becomes aware again of who created it or what created it and of his lasting union with that. In other words, no place where the Father ends, the Son begins. This is a statement of oneness, of non-duality. So is itself the one reality in which its will and that of God are joined. Don't try to figure this out. 
especially with these lessons where they make reference to words that point to experiences. We want to go for the experience, and that's why we have to practice. A messenger, now that's speaking of us in this paragraph, is not the one who writes the messages he delivers, kind of like the UPS guy. The delivery guy doesn't write the messages nor does he question the right of him who does write the messages. And he doesn't ask why this person is chosen who's going to receive the message that he brings. It's enough that he accepts it, gives it to the one for whom it's intended, and fulfills his role in the delivery. If he determines what the messages should be, or what their purpose is, or where they should be carried, he's failing to perform his proper part as bringer of the word. There's one major difference in the role of heaven's messengers, which would be us, which sets them off from those the world appoints, the postman. The messages that they deliver are intended first for them. I hope your postman doesn't read your mail. (laughs) And it is only as we accept them, the messages, that we're able to bring them further and to give them everywhere they were meant to be. Like earthly messengers, we didn't write the messages, but we become the first receivers in the truest sense, receiving to prepare ourselves to give. This is old news about the giving and receiving, but the way it shows up every time we turn around tells you how important this is. So this paragraph simply reiterates it clearly thinks this is important. An earthly messenger fulfills his role by giving all his messages away. That would make sense. The messengers of God or love perform their part by their acceptance of his messages for themselves and show they understand those messages by giving them away. They choose no roles that are not given them by his authority and so gain by every message they give away. So, now speaking to us directly, would you receive the messages of God? If you do, then you become the messengers. You're appointed now. And yet, very strangely, you wait to give the messages you have received. And so you don't know that they are yours and you don't recognize them. No one can receive and understand he has received until he gives. In the giving is his own acceptance of what he received. Over and over, giving and receiving are the same. Now, you who are the messengers of God, just receive these messages, for this is part of your appointed role. God has not failed to offer what you need, nor has it been left unaccepted, and that's by part of your mind. Yet another part of your appointed task is yet to be accomplished. He who has received for you the messages of God, that Holy Spirit part of you, would have them be received by you as well. So they've been received for you, now they need to be received by you. For thus do you identify with him and claim your own. It is this joining of our own will, of our own sense of selves with this holiness that we undertake to recognize today. We're not going to seek to keep our minds apart from him who speaks for us. For it is but our voice we hear as we listen 
to him. He alone can speak to us and for us, joining in one voice the getting and the giving of God's word, the giving and the receiving of his will. Again, this is not about information. This is about experience. We practice giving him what he would have that we might recognize his gifts to us. He needs our voice that he may speak through us. He needs our hands to hold the messages and carry them to those he appoints. He needs our feet to bring us where he wills, that those who wait in misery may at last be delivered. And he needs our will, united with his, that we might be these true receivers of the gifts that he gives. So let's just learn this lesson today. We are not going to recognize what we receive until we give it. There it is once again. And that's love and blessing and understanding. You have heard this said a hundred ways, a hundred times, and yet belief is lacking still. But this is sure. Until you believe, you will receive a thousand miracles and then receive a thousand more, and you will not know that God himself has left no gift that you don't already have hasn't denied the tiniest of blessings to you. But what can this mean until you have identified with him and with his own? In other words, until we decide to trade in the ego, that sense of separate self, for the real conscious awareness that we are, we aren't going to know what's been given to us. So our lesson for today is, I am among the ministers of God of love. I am among the bringers of love, and I am grateful that I have the means by which to recognize that I'm free. Giving what you want to experience, we're free to do that. We're free to let go of our grievances. The world recedes as we light up our minds and realize these holy words are true. They are the message sent to us today from our Creator. And now we demonstrate how they, that's these daily words, have changed our minds about ourselves and what our function now is. For as we prove that we accept no will we don't share, that's about love and generosity, our many gifts from our Creator will spring to our sight, leap into our hands, and we will recognize, finally, what we received and always receive in present time. Have a great lesson. Don't try to understand this. Only practice these simple things. I have been given everything. I am beloved. All the experiences that I could possibly want to have are mine. Help others have them as well. Have a great day. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Bye.